What's up, everybody? Welcome to Something Awesome. I'm Mike. Here with me, always as always, is Rick. I'm Rick. Um, with me, as always, is Garth. Uh, got a cool episode for you today. We are going to... I'm not sure how I want to word this. Um, originally, it was make a list of five movies that kind of shaped your personality. And then I also told you if you were having problems, like think of it as describe yourself with five movies. Yes. And... We're going we're gonna to go down our lists, you know, back and forth like we do with lists and let you know what about these movies. Why they hit home. Why they hit home and why we hold them so dear. Yeah, because like I feel like everybody who's watching or everybody who's listening, like you have like those core movies that, that hit your heart, your brain, yeah. your feels that, you know, you kind of incorporated your incorporate into like your personality and like the way how you grew up and, and yeah. your personality. And how you're living today. Like, yeah. Mine so like specifically, this was, yeah, this yeah. was a really good one when you brought it up to me. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Like this is good. This is yeah. good. And then I had trouble coming up. Like, man, yeah, yeah. Because like to define it, it's like like how early are we going? Like, are you going child? Like, I mean, you said what def- like kind of defined you, like defined you. So like, your basically, personality, between, yeah. what what shaped your personality you know, from like your first movie to like probably till you finally hit your like teens, right? I yeah, guess, that's maybe a way 20s. to do it. That's a way to do it. So I figured like you know once you hit twenties, like yeah. I think I think all of mine are. But I, nothing, I got some good ones. Nothing of mine is after 80, 1989. Like nothing on my list is That's after nineteen eighty nine. Do you want to go first then? Because um, I, I really want. To. Oh, okay. <laughs> are you okay? Is uh, mine is in uh, chronological order? Uh, mine is in no particular order because I didn't want to look up dates. I got lazy. Okay. So mine is in no particular order. Down here, number five. Number five. These numbers don't matter. But the fifth movie on this list is 16 Candles. Oh, um, wow. I would have not guessed that. I really... Um, I can't say I identified with this movie because it's about a girl who's, you know... I guess the only thing that I could really relate to... Did your friends forget your birthday? No, it's not <laughs> even that. It's like the very introverted kind of personality that... She has as hard. Oh, as, I see it. Okay. As hard as that made me be to believe for some people, I was pretty like as a kid, specifically as a kid. The kid yeah. uh, when I saw this movie, uh, I don't know, I was like fucking kindergarten, maybe five or six years old when I saw this movie. Um, and this is another list of movies I want to do. It's movies I saw when I was way, way too young, young to see them. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the idea. And again, it's um, we talked about it with. Um, Jeff Anderson movie. We talked about it when we did our Say Anything episode. It's like this movie feels really real and grounded. And the 16 Candles definitely feels like, oh, this is like a thing that can actually happen. There's nothing except for like the Farmer Ted stuff with the panties and all that. There's nothing super it, that's not even super fantastical. That's just like that that's an over-the-top comedic thing for comedy's sake, right? Um, and then you got the foreign exchange student, which I don't think you can do nowadays, which uh, Long Duck Dong. He's the, I still haven't seen the movie. You've never seen 16 Candles? I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've never seen the oh entire thing. Oh my God. You guys are witnessing the end of a friendship right here on this podcast. I've seen pieces of it. Um, I, mean, I haven't seen it. It's well, then it, I, it's hard for me to even describe this shit then. Um, but yeah, it's about it's about a kid who feels like her their family has forgotten her because they have more important well, things part, yeah. going on. Um, she's obsessed with the fucking popular boy in school, popular and boy. uh, 
there's some really funny stuff and there's a, a party and they're all high school kids getting drunk, which is something that in the eighties when the movies like this came out was like, yeah, this is what happens at fucking high school parties. Now you would never see a fucking movie made like that. In fact, the Ooh, last time, the last time a movie got made with that kind of uh, story to it uh-huh. about kids in high school who are just trying to get, have a party and get drunk. That movie got shit on. Absolutely shit on Project X. Yep, yep. <laughs> I knew right away. And I enjoyed that movie. I thought it was funny, and yeah, it was over the top and gross out humor. But it was a send up of like it was a it was what an R rated teen comedy used to be, but modernized. And like so, yeah, it's going to be way worse now because they have way access to way more things now. Um, and I thought Project X was a fun movie, and I just remember hearing all the fucking backlash for that movie at the time. Like that's that's when like it really started to go downhill where we just can't fucking have fun anymore, I guess, you know. Um, But yeah, like, yeah, it's, you know, fucking kid, rich kid throwing a party. He hates being the fucking popular kid because he's the rich kid and the popular kid. It's so hard. It's so hard to be liked by everyone. He just wants white and rich. And he he wants and it's Matt Dillon who is. That was Matt Dillon? Yeah. Shit. I'm pretty sure it was Matt Dillon. Look it up. I'm pretty sure. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm just sure. Um, yeah, it's Matt Dillon. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a it's a fun movie. And I think the thing I took away from it um, was kind of her, Molly Ringwald's character's perseverance throughout the entire movie. Like, even though everybody forgot her birthday, she kind of just rolls with it. You know? She meets this freshman kid who's like, hey, if I give you $20, can I borrow a pair of your panties to make people think I had sex with you? And she just like, instead of being like, no, you fucking creep, get out of here. She's like, all right. And like, she just kind of rolls, rolls with the punches. And then, you know, at the end of the day, she ends up, you know. Justin with- Henry? Huh? Justin Henry? He's the guy, Mike. Bates. No. Um, Jake Ryan. Jake Ryan. He's the character. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I can't find him. But yeah, he ends up, uh, like, she ends up with the guy at the end and he's got a sweet Porsche. And they go, they drive away and tells her happy birthday and everything's all right at the end. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it, the thing I really pulled from that movie was like, number one, I could see myself growing up and being like the Anthony Michael Hall character in this movie, who's Farmer Ted. And he's very funny, um, very in your face, very loud, very obnoxious. And I was like, I could totally see myself being that guy. And one of my favorite actors makes a cameo in this movie. John Cusack is in this movie for a short time and he plays one of the nerds and, He's one of the friends of uh, the Farmer Ted character, the Anthony Michael Hall character. He's he's friends with him, and like yeah, he's it's he has very few lines. He's more of like there for reactions, but it's very good, and it's one of the first things he's in. And uh, yeah, man, that's kind of what it is. It's like the perseverance that that character has. Where I was like, man, like no matter what, like yeah, she's hurt and she's kind of depressed about it, but she's not. She's just rolling along. I'm just gonna roll with it and see what happens. And I that's something that I really took even as a young kid like took from that movie i was like yeah man look at this fucking chick man they forgot her birthday her sister's more important than her because she's getting married on her birthday or the weekend of her birthday um this fucking dorky kid with braces is trying to hit on her she likes this fucking and who can't sympathize with liking the popular kid and like not being noticed by them you know like anybody can so sucks not to be noticed yeah yeah and it's uh it's just the perseverance of that character that really stuck with me so 16 candles that's why that's on this list damn that was that was good i would have gotten into a lot more of the jokes and stuff but 
ha- Rick having never seen it, there'd be zero reaction for any of these jokes because he wouldn't have context. So I'm, I can't do it, but I do love this movie. And this, this, I'm going to say it now. I'm going to make Rick watch this movie and we'll come back somewhere down the line. But, and we'll talk about this movie. Funny story about 16 Candles, though. I'm going to click me involved. Rick, edit this out. Mutton, don't edit this out. This is going to be fuck on social medias. All right. Anyway. But yeah, that's my okay. story. All right. What's your what's your number five? All right. So personality. We're talking. You said you know personality. What defines you? Right. Thing. So that can describe you. Yeah. Describe me. So I'm thinking of like my characteristic as far as the person that I am. Uh-huh. Um, and going in chronological order, I'm. But, but, but I'll say Back to the Future. Back to the Future. I'm gonna stick with Back to the Future, and then I'll tell you what the other one is because I remember the other one scene. The other the other movie I'm thinking of I saw, actually saw in theaters. Back to the Future. I, I only saw Back to the Future 3 in theaters, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But Back to the Future, man. Like, we're going to talk about that soon on this podcast. Yeah. But Back to the Future, uh, all three of them. The third one I watched in theaters. That one I remember. I don't remember if I watched the first two in theaters. Uh, but that was my real, real quick before go-to. you get in it, we're going to tag team this because the next movie on my list is Back, Back to, to the Future. future. Okay. So okay. we're, we're going to both talk about this together without going too in-depth because we are going to be covering these movies soon. Okay. Easier for me to timestamp this then. Yes. So Back to the Future, um, it was it. Like yeah. I wanted to be fucking Marty McFly Dude. in every possible way. Dude. I wanted the the jacket, the shirt. Yeah. You know the the. I had that white and black shirt. And I wanted I had, that. I had a shirt that looked exactly like it wasn't the same shirt, obviously, but it was close enough. And I insisted on wearing <laughs> suspenders to school with that shirt. Uh, yes. Like, yeah, dude, no, I got real deep. Like, <clears throat> Marty McVie made me want to pick up a skateboard. Same. He made me want to learn how to play guitar. Same. Um, I had an unhealthy obsession with Toyota pickups for a while because of this fucking movie as a kid. I didn't care for cars. Um, but I thought it was a cool car. Yeah, like, I wanted, <laughs> I, I, I've said this about. I wanted that car, though, that truck. Yeah, I've said this about other other actors character other characters and stuff like that like i just remember being like thinking as a kid like man and then it's funny because he's kind of an outcast and considered not a cool guy but as a kid i remember thinking if i could be half as cool as marty mcfly i'd be in fucking business man you know like everyone would like me yeah to worry about getting a date (laughs) right right uh yeah one of those aviators this is great because we'll be able to talk about why we like this movie, like what resonates with us. And when we talk about those movies, we'll actually be able to like review, just review the movie and yeah. not have to like have all this extra stuff in. But yeah, man, it was fucking skateboarding, guitars, the pretty girl, the fucking truck. Um, it got me. It also got me into science, science fiction and science. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, when I saw this movie, I was he- like, I was like, oh, science is my subject. Yeah. This is what I want to know. Fuck everything else. I want to learn how to make the flux capacitor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so like time travel and and like the paradox and like I was looking all these words up because yeah. I wanted to I wanted to understand. Space I wanted, time continuum. I want yes wormholes. One point twenty one gigawatts. Like all this which shit. Which isn't a real word. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. But yes. Uh, but that that's what got me into like mm-hmm. all my nerdy like obsessions with science and science fiction. Yeah. You and, know? and then um, the other thing, uh, seeing this movie, again, I saw it probably in when it finally came to cable. So it came out in 85. 
Yes. Uh, so it probably came to cable, probably like what people don't now, especially younger people, what they don't realize is like to get something on home video it took like a year before yeah, it came out, on, year on before came out on VHS. And then they had a window of time before it could come out on, on cable, like on HBO or whatever. Was your cable was provider of choice? Cable? So okay. I probably didn't see this movie until like 1988, when it was in heavy rotation on cable. That's um, probably it. For me so too. I'm seven years old around that, and like, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. what what really like. I want I wanted a guitar, and I wanted a skateboard, and I wanted to be that guy, and uh, and then being old enough to recognize the mall that it was shot at. Because we, no we used to go to that mall all the time. I had no idea it was that close. And then we, uh, again, little uh, grew up living in the city where that high school is. <laughs> like, I, I went to that fucking high school. You got to live back to the future. I went to that fucking high school. Like, yeah, it's uh, pretty nuts, man. And that's, that's insane. I'd kill to go to that high school. <laughs> high school, fuck. But I found out, high and I was going to high school. Sucked, I wanted dude. to go there. Yeah, like I wanted to go there, but my school district was closer. Yeah. yeah, I went to Hill Valley High. Yeah, technically. Yeah, I didn't find out about those details until much later. When I guess I could yeah. understand and process that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like where they filmed it, like I thought it was just a real city, right? In California, somewhere far up north. <laughs> yeah. Um. Because a lot of movies did that at the time that they would shoot something, then say it was L.A., but then they would shoot interiors and houses in Pasadena yeah. because they were more well, so it picturesque. Was like Pasadena, yeah. I think, was where it was filmed at. Yeah. But yeah, man, I, I went to fucking Hill Valley High, uh, met my now wife in high school. Like, it's, Hill- it's really <laughs> weird. It's really weird, the parallels I ended up. And it's, it's again, it's one of those things where it was like... To see dance? Uh, no, we went to prom together, though. Uh-huh. So it was just one of those things where like, Thinking about it now, it's like, fuck, okay. All right, I did fucking get to be Marty McFly a little bit, you know? Technically, yeah. yeah. All right. But yeah, that's, yeah, that movie really fucking hit home with me when I was a kid. Yeah, I think the closest high school that, uh, like, I didn't go to this high school, but, well, I mean, guess that was close too. But, like, it was, it was almost kind of rare to find uh, people filming movies, at least this far out of LA. Yeah, yeah. So like I know like American Pie was shot not far from here too. The high school was not far from here too. Oh really? Yeah, oh, because the idea. part and the, yeah the first American Pie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I'll tell you which school I just want to say. I got you. Um, That's why I said growing up in that city. Yeah. Uh, that high school, yes. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, because that part where they're at the restaurant where they're all sitting at the table that was shot at the orange, orange circle. Circle. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> but, but yeah man I, that's the same way i mean marty was my hero like mm. um i took his vocabulary i was staying heavy, <laughs> heavy yeah you know uh great scott too um, and like, i became obsessed with chuck berry after seeing that movie yeah i was with chuck berry too uh yeah this is i got it i'm gonna save it for when we talk about <laughs> yeah. it we, we can't yeah we can't get too deep but yes it's yeah. one of those movies that shaped me as a child and the person I wanted to grow up to emulate. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to talk to my dad to see if he took me to see that in theaters. I feel like he would have because my dad loved taking me to the theaters because uh-huh. that was what I loved. Um, because I can't remember going. Like, I remember vividly going to see the third one. Yeah, I saw uh, the third that was one in 1990. I saw the third one in theaters. Yeah, I re- when I so 
I was probably for the longest time. I had until um, so yeah, I wouldn't remember. I was that documentary called Out of Time for you a few years ago that we watched. Yeah. We talked about that on the old podcast. Did we? Yeah, we did. Oh. Pretty sure we did. Um, I'll Google. I'll check. Mm-hmm. I'll Google machine it later. Um, maybe you could fucking drop it in if we, if it's real. If, it or is, if I just think here. about it, uh, or think we did. Um, but in for a long time, um, I had no idea that one didn't end with to be continued because I didn't see it in theaters. And that's the only cut of the movie that didn't have to be continued in the back to the future font was the original theatrical cut. Because as, as soon as that movie came out, like that opening weekend and it had a huge fucking weekend, they immediately put the second one into production and it did so well that they shot two and three back to back, like together. Yeah, they did. Uh-huh. And that's why at the end of two, even if you saw that in theaters, at the end of two, two, there's the coming days. attractions for three because it was already done. Yeah. They just had to edit it and wait. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get into that in depth, man. Oh, yeah. Because there's a, there's a few documentaries to watch when it comes to that movie and to talk about that and movie. And real quick with Michael J. Fox, too. I <clears throat> threw it at you on Twitter. Yes. I don't know if you saw it. Yes. But there's a documentary with Michael J. Fox coming out on uh, Apple TV yeah. called Still. Where it's uh, basically his it's talking about his Parkinson's, career. Yeah. And, and his career and yeah. fighting Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will have to give you my login for that. Yeah, so you can check I need to. I need to check that out. But yeah. So yeah, back to the future. So that was your five. That was my four. So now we're back to you with your number of your fourth movie on your list or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, so that was my five. So my fourth movie then would be uh, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That was almost on the list. I was hoping it was, was, was going to be on your list. Almost on the list. Yeah. This movie encapsulated everything about me. Michelangelo. Uh, and oh, shut up. You're Donatello. <laughs> <laughs> and as much as I'd like to be Michelangelo, I'm fucking Raph. And you're Donatello. Let's just fucking Michael, get it I, like, I wanted to be the Raph, but I was Michelangelo. <laughs> yeah. And then... Wait, Donatello. Donatello was a leader, right? No, no, no. He was a science. He's a science. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, I got him confused for a yeah. second. Damn. Um, yeah. Leonardo Donatello. leads. Donatello does machines. Okay. That's right. Raphael is cool but rude, and Michelangelo is a fucking party dude. dude yeah. All right. Okay, you're right. <laughs> wanted to be Michelangelo, but I was a Donatello for yes. sure. Same. Um, I wanted to be Michelangelo, but I was Raphael. The way they always crack jokes. The way they like that was like like. This is me. Like, mm-hmm. I feel this. I took everything from that. Yeah. I made it my personality. I was obsessed with that movie. I got, I had I got the... obsessed with pizza when I was a kid because of that yep. movie. I wanted to learn how to use nunchucks because I thought it was Michelangelo. Like, yeah, dude, I'm with you. I'm yeah, with you, man. Domino's pizza. We would always order Pizza Hut at my house. Yeah. And never Domino's. Same. And I kept telling my dad, like, we have to get Domino's. The turtles it's what fucking the eat Domino's. turtles eat. Yeah. Like, but it's not good. It's not good. Pizza Hut's better. <laughs> like, fuck that. Turtles say it's good. Yeah. Can Real quick, about pizza. Can we talk about, like, I know, like, fast food, especially people who live in places, like, whether it be New York or Chicago, that have, quote, unquote, real pizza. Can we talk about how... What's considered shitty pizza now? Domino's, Little Caesars, Pizza Hut. All that is really shitty now. But when we were kids, it was actually good. Yeah. Like, it it was a lot better when we were kids. Now, look, pizza's pizza. There's no such thing as bad pizza. Even bad pizza isn't that bad, really. It does the job. And, like, it it was to the point where, like, you know, 
you can go to like a round table pizza, which was more of a pizza parlor kind of place. But like I, as a kid, I preferred Pizza Hut and Domino's because I, I, I I really do feel like it tasted better then than it does now. Everything now is so mass produced out of those companies that I would fucking kill for a round table pizza or a place like that. Now that is like a actual pizza parlor. 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, but okay, more like back, 40 back, years ago. Yeah, back on back on the turtle. Sorry, but no, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Like pizza was the thing. Like I was obsessed with pizza. I wanted to. I wanted to learn how to fight. I wanted to be a ninja. Yeah, you know, I wanted to learn the ways. You know, um, so glad there was no social media shit like that back then, or I had access to a video camera because I practiced the moves. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to be them. So badly. That's another one that like there's there's I've talked about it before on the other podcast that there's a few movies that like made me want to pick up a skateboard. Um, the cartoon, the Turtles cartoon is one of the things that I was, that like, was great. Oh, too. I, need, I need a skateboard. But we're talking specifically about the movie. Here. But yeah, yeah, specifically was the movie because then that's when like it became that big hit. And, you know, all like, all right, let's turn the machine on and crank this out. Yeah. And we got games, clothes, toys, mm-hmm. everything fucking thing you can possibly imagine i still have some of the toys in my grandparents house oh really yeah with like the vinyl you remember the vinyl case that you could buy yeah that yeah. had like the slots and it was like a yeah i i still have yeah. some of that at my grandparents house yeah i had the turtle <clears throat> van same you know that I'll, was my prized possession i'll do you one better not only did i have a, the turtle van i had a it was a pop-up tent so it was plastic pvc pipes that you would make a frame and it had a vinyl fucking cover that you put over it. And it was a tent. And I know what you're talking vinyl about. Vinyl cover. And it was the fucking turtle van. And I was, I was, I felt like I was the coolest kid on the fucking block. I know exactly I had, what you're talking about. I had I two of those. That. I had the turtle van and I had the G.I. Joe tank. That was the same oh. thing where you had to put it together with the PVC pipes. Oh. And then you just drape this ungodly smelly hot vinyl cover over it it was the worst but as a kid it was the best it was everything yeah man wanted. hell yeah it was yeah <clears throat> but yeah like turtles from the 90s was you know i knew it until now like have you seen the trailer for the newest one no not the yet. animation looks fucking great really okay yes i think it looks great All right. i don't know I, it looks like uh uh, kind of like the animation from Into the Spider Verse. I don't know if you've seen that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it feels very. Uh, it doesn't feel like three D animation like okay. the past ones. It feels more two D. Good, good, good. You good. know, like the comic book and the original kind the, of like combined. The animated movie that came out in like two thousand eight, maybe it was two thousand eight, before the Michael Bay stuff happened. That one is really fucking good. By the way, if you haven't seen that one. I think you remember you telling me, telling me about it. Yeah. yeah it's and I don't think really I ever watched good. it. <laughs> but yeah. That's, don't worry, guys. Turtles is on the list, too. I think too. Turtles is on the list. It's on the list, too. <laughs> All right. So now we're on to, is that it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. yeah I'm, good, good. I'm glad, I'm glad I could kind of tag team on a couple of these with you because I doubt very highly one of these might be on your list, but I doubt it because you, if you're doing chronological, you would have said it already. But I know this is not on your list. Labyrinth. Ooh, no, it's not on my list. Have you seen Labyrinth? I have seen Labyrinth, Okay, yeah. Okay, we yeah. might be friends Due to still. my distraction from when I went to go see 60 Candles, <laughs> they made me see <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> so, I don't know if this is weird, but I think this is this says a lot about 
my my personality, and I think you'll agree with this. It's a great movie. Two of these movies are female-led movies. It's not your typical fucking male-led movies that are on this list where I feel like really kind of shape my personality. Having an annoying little brother <laughs> and seeing this movie and thinking, yeah, it would be cool to just get rid of this fucker, right? And then realizing how uncool that would fucking be uh, because of this movie. And I was like, okay. So it kind of gave me more of an appreciation of my shitty little brother, Ben, uh, <laughs> if he's watching. He's not watching. He doesn't watch this. <clears throat> but yeah, so having a little brother and like the shit she's going through. And, and I was not of that age. I wasn't old enough to where I was being left <laughs> home alone to watch my little brother. But we, by the Goblin King. we kind of did have free run of like the house you know like you just do whatever you want <laughs> yeah yeah so i kind of was watching him all the time but not really i could already at the same time mom comment <laughs> yeah oh she's she'll know exactly what i'm talking about yeah because again it's not like both of my parents were working when, I, when we were kids like just dad was working mom was home but i we me and ben and even to a certain extent me and my cousin jennifer who you've met yeah. Uh, who we're around the same age also. She's older than four years older than me. And then me. And then Ben's four years younger than me. So we're like, we're all same distance. Yeah, but... me and my sisters are <clears throat> four years. Yeah. And we all had like, we all like, yeah, we, we all kind of took care of ourselves. Like for the most part when we were, when we were little. And it's, and I never felt like, again, just the only thing I identified with in this movie is how annoying I felt like my little brother was. Because, <laughs> you know, and like, I get it. And Younger I, siblings are annoying. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but I fucking love that dude. And like, yeah. And then again, like I said, feeling that way, like, yeah, that would be nice. And then by the end of that movie going, oh, no, that would fucking suck to not have my brother, you know? <laughs> like, so this movie, the reason why I put this on my list, not just because it's got great Henson and uh, uh, puppetry, not just Fantastic. because David fucking Bowie is the fucking man in this movie and not just because of like, you know, seeing it at the right age, it really is. It gave the thing about this movie that like really stuck with me is giving me that appreciation for my, my little brother when I felt like at a time, at this time specifically that it was not a burden, but just like a lot of fucking work to be an older brother and then not wanting to be that. And then seeing this movie and realizing, oh, dude, my life would fucking suck without my little brother. So that's the thing I take away from this movie. And then, like, all the great characters, fucking Ludo, Fred, <laughs> like, all that shit. And the fucking the, the door knockers. One of them's lying. One of them's telling the truth. You got to figure, figure it out. Um, Sir Didymus and his fucking steed. Like, just all the cool characters. And it's all this Henson puppetry and animation stuff that's in this movie. And there's a lot of stuff. Like, if, if we were to... Like things that really affected me as a kid, I'd talk about like Fraggle Rock and other Henson and Henson puppetry stuff. Like growing up, that was big for me, man. And yeah. but this was the movie I could really throw on here and really like drill down into why that movie means so much to me and why I feel like that was in integral to my growing up and my personality as I got older. Yeah, and that movie still holds up to today. Like, yeah, um, I watched it uh, because every, semi recently. Because everything's practical. That's why it holds yeah, up, and yeah. the puppets hold up because they always looked great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like everything about that movie is just it holds up. Yeah. The sets, the the like you said already, like it's just perfect. I remember seeing 
Jarek the Goblin King doing the contact juggling with the balls uh, and wanting to learn how to do that. Like that, again, this, again, this is me like, man, if I could be just that amount of cool, I'd be in fucking business, man. But yeah, it's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, some some of us, um, uh, or some people that I'm friends with on the server, they had they didn't they haven't seen some of them haven't seen it. Yeah, and uh, space is probably about the same age as us, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a little bit like a year or two younger. Also loves that movie, so we ended up awesome. all like me and him got everyone to watch it. So we watched it on the server. So some people who haven't seen it and they they liked it and, and it held up. Can we talk about how good the music is? Music like not just the songs that Bowie sings, but the score and like the ambient stuff. Like Huggle, that little piece of shit. Like everything in this movie holds up. And if you guys haven't seen The Labyrinth, you need to figure out a way to see it. It's probably streaming somewhere. It's probably on yeah. demand. It's probably DVD and Blu-ray. Um, Justwatch.com will show you wherever it's playing yeah. everywhere. But yeah, man, Labyrinth. That's one of those ones that, like I said, that's good. the thing that really sticks with me is it. Gave me a, a real appreciation for my little brother. If I watched it a lot earlier, it probably would have been on my list. Yeah. But I didn't see that that much later. All right. You're number three, sir. My number three, speaking of science fiction and robots and shit. <laughs> Although this movie came out in the 70s, I saw it much later. Okay. And that is Star Wars. Okay. Star Wars. Uh, New, New Hope. Yeah. Um I watched uh actually watched actual Star Wars guys. Actual movie <laughs> called Star Wars. It was actually just called Star yes. Wars. They added a new hope later. Yeah, when the fucking when the trilogy, next the yeah, when the movies came, came out. out. Was it when the second trilogy came out? I thought yeah. it was like once they finished. Oh, no. you're right, you're right. Yeah, it was when the, yeah. Yeah. Cuz that's when they had the Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. So yeah, I originally watched uh Empire Strikes Back young when uh on VHS at a neighbor's house, but I don't I didn't really absorb it. Right. It was late. Uh, I was sleeping or falling asleep. I, di- I didn't absorb it, basically. Yeah. And I then I ended up watching it again when I hit middle school for what, seventh grade is middle school, right? Yeah. yeah. When I hit seventh grade, my friend, uh, I still remember his name, David, and he was talking about Star Wars. Like, you haven't seen Star Wars? I'm like, I think I've seen it. Like, you got to watch it. <laughs> we were like, straight after school, we went to his house because <clears> he <throat> lived directly across the street from the school. Uh-huh. And we watched, uh, did we watch all of them? I- I think we watched all of them, yeah, yeah, because he had the trilogy nice. on tape, and we watched all three movies, and I was just like mind blown, like I love this, I want this, and I told my dad, Dad, I want the Star Wars trilogy on tape, and I basically burned the shit out of the first movie, oh. like I watched it over and over, it was everything, it was everything I wanted, and uh, that basically turned me into a he basically he, David was the one that turned me into a Star Wars nerd. That's funny. Yeah, it's a western though. Not a science fiction movie. It's a Western. I mean, he stole from Western. Yeah. Just put it in space. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like Firefly. Um, <laughs> so yeah. David turned you into a Star Wars nerd, huh? Yep. That's on him. Um, I was obsessed with them. I'd watch them. Like, um, there's David, Brian, and who was one of those? Another friend, too. Uh, well, Michael, too. But I didn't meet Michael until eighth grade. Different Michael. But, yeah. The other, Michael I still talk to today. Other Michael, we call him. <laughs> in this... In this in this uh, vicinity, we call him Other Michael, and we give him side eye. He's a fucking cool dude, though. He is. He is. Um, <laughs> I know he refers to me as other, he refers to me as Other Michael also. So we're on the same page here. Yeah, but yeah, like I still talk to him, and uh, yeah, yeah, we would uh, do sleepovers and just watch Star Wars. Yeah, 
but just obsessed with it. Like it, like of course Han Solo was the cool guy, but of course who did I uh, gravitate towards to? Chewie, Chewbacca, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Chewbacca, because he was tall. I was this tall, yeah. stupid kid. So like, hey, there's another tall person here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Chewie was my guy. This comedian's got a bit about how his friends always try to tell him that. Chewbacca is Latino. Yes. His name is Chewie, <laughs> and he rolls all his R's, and he's a mechanic. <laughs> yes. And then he says, if anybody in the Star Wars universe is Mexican or Latino, it's R2-D2, because if you say it fast enough, it sounds Mexican. R2-D2. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, that's funny. I have, yeah, I've heard that. I, I know people that, growing up, thought R2-D2 was r 2 d and was a... Mexican robot, if you believe that. But yes, pretty funny stuff. I mean, we got the representation now with Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Diego Luna. Yeah. Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Well, Oscar Isaac, I think, is one of them. Doesn't matter. He's Hispanic of sorts. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm, that's awesome. Star yeah. Wars. I don't have as much of a. Um, Love or affinity for Star Wars is the most yeah, I know people I know. And it's and again, everybody thinks I hate Star Wars. I don't hate Star Wars. Star Wars is fine. Especially those first three movies. Those movies, those movies are good. But I'm not like, I wasn't obsessive over them. It wasn't, um, and I've talked about this before. Uh, the sci-fi movie I was obsessed with as a kid was The Last Starfighter. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And uh, yeah, Last Starfighter and Flight of the Navigator were the two sci-fi-ish mm. movies that I was obsessed with as a kid. Spoilers, not on the list, by the way. Those are not on the list. Flight, no, of, the, I could have, Flight of the Navigator no, I was, was real close. Flight of the think, Navigator was real close. Yeah, I could see it close for me too. Yeah. Because that was, yeah. That, was definitely that movie kind of scared me. That was definitely in the top 10 for me. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so Star Wars. Huh? That movie scared me. That movie kind of scared no, me. No, it didn't oh, scare me. Because the dude falls in a ravine, doesn't wake up 20 I, years later, and he's still the same. Like, that was, a, my fear was falling to a ravine. Your irrational <laughs> fear. As a kid, was falling into a ravine. Yo, that is so fucking Dante. That is <laughs> so <laughs> Dante. I, I refuse to later. use the bathroom because sharks live in water. That's fucking you, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Watch out for those ravines. Don't eat you open. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm broken now. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Side tangent real quick, although we did kind of do a side tangent. That's okay. You never watched Clone Wars? Uh, I watched a few, a little bit. I just, I haven't seen enough of it. They never really, like, called to you? I thought it was cool, but no, it didn't really, like, pull me in. So you never, like, watched Rebels? Uh Uh-uh. Okay. Um, But again, I thought they looked cool. Just, I'm I'm not, Star Wars isn't my side. Yeah, I know Star Wars isn't anything. I think you would like Rebels, maybe? Because it, it kind of like veers from like the Skywalker stuff. Uh-huh. Um, it's its own thing. Yeah. It's basically like almost like Firefly in a sense that they have their own adventures and mm-hmm. it's all about this character. But like you don't have any like, I mean, you get like cameos here and there, but it's not like I think I think a lot of the cameos. stuff that not I won't say pushes me away, but just like where I go, meh, when I see a lot of that stuff is like. Uh, whether it be Firefly or even the other Star Wars related stuff, it's yeah. all so derivative of those first three movies, like that style, like fucking weird star wipes or circle wipes, like 
it's it's also derivative of well we gotta have the fucking cocky Han Solo character we gotta have the Luke Skywalker character <laughs> we gotta God. like everything that came after Star everything that came after Star Wars that was science fiction um, was affected by Star Wars and I think that's kind of what the sci-fi that I do like is the stuff that intentionally veers away from that formula and does something different. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, I also bring it up, too, because the Ahsoka trailer came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's highly connected with Rebels. Yeah. And, like, I love Clone Wars, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. But Rebels, almost, I would say it's better than Clone Wars. Don't at me. I I, 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 a lot of people say that. Like, I know people well, that love Rebels. Rebels is good. It's because, like, you don't have that backstory. So, like, because Rebels is a hell of a thing to take on. It's seven seasons. Yeah. And, like, the only the last two seasons are short. And all the other ones are like, I think, full 22 episodes. And Jesus. Not only that, it's hard to watch them because they're kind of out of order, too. So you kind of have to watch in a particular way. Non-linear storytelling. Gotta yeah. love it. So that kind of, that's what drew, that's what draws a lot of people away, I think, for yeah. the first, first timers. But I managed to get myself through that. And that's why I, I watched Rebels first, because it was already linear. Right. Like, it already knew where it was going, you know. And after they made it after they bought, uh, Disney bought Star Wars 2. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the Rebels was like one of the first things they did, yeah, right? Yeah, it was one of yeah. the first things they did. And uh, but yeah, the Ahsoka trailer came out and live action Ahsoka, live action uh, Rebels crew. Mm -hmm. We see we don't see Ezra yet, but we see uh, Sabine, who I absolutely love, a Mandalorian. And we do see uh, Hera, who is played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which I think Saw is a that. perfect casting. A perfect love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Perfect. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Cool, man. Super, super excited. But yeah, that's my little side tangent. Okay. My number two. Um, I almost feel like I should switch these. No, I'm not. I'm not going to switch them because the, the last movie I talked about is super fucking obvious. Um, Maybe not. I don't know. Number two is The Karate Kid. <laughs> this <laughs> what are you swapping? No, no. I think oh. it is super obvious. <laughs> yeah. Number two is The Karate Kid. And... Um, that this movie, like, again, seeing it made me want to learn martial arts of some kind. And I have to bring this up because I know it's like the cool thing to say now, but you've known me nearly 20 years and I've been saying this for a long fucking time. Daniel LaRusso was the fucking villain in that movie. And even as a kid, I hated him. I fucking hated him as talking. a kid. Like... Yeah, like, again, a movie that's a Western that's not a Western. Karate Kid is a Western. New kid in town, too big for his britches, gets shut down. It's a Western. He tries to be the new sheriff in town, and he gets fucked over by the guy that's supposedly the villain, when in actuality, he's the villain. Like, yeah, I, I always thought this. And then um, it became really popular... This opinion became really popular after How I Met Your Mother when Barney has that whole... It's the only thing of How I Met Your Mother I've seen because people who have known me longer than that show has been out were like, oh my God, Mike, I think somebody has been listening to you. You need to see this. Because it's, it's been around. It's all the same shit. Like I I've said as a kid, I was like, man, like he tried to fucking... He sucker. He threw sand in his face and sucker punched him. He's the bad guy. He's the villain. And and yeah, Johnny gets a little out of hand and fucking breaks the radio, but he does that because Daniel starts getting in his face when he has no fucking business in their business. So 
I, well, I have to drop that link in there to that one video, how Daniel LaRusso says the villain. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I sent it to you. Yeah. 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 But yeah, if you watch that that YouTube video, it, it goes into like so much detail. Yeah. Like how he tried to de-escalate it, but Daniel just keeps escalating it. Yep. And he used an illegal kick in the finals yep. and they gave, let him win anyway. And like, he lies about being a black belt to get into the fucking tournament. Like, he's a fucking, he's, he's the villain in all those movies. And the only movie... And the only and they talk about it a little bit in Cobra Kai, but the only movie I gotta finish that. that really addresses him being the bad guy is three. When he actually yeah, is training yeah. with Cobra Kai guys. Like that's the only movie Priest, where they ever yeah, yeah, no, no uh, Silver. Terry Silver. Terry Silver, yeah. Uh that's the only movie where they even kind of like realize, okay, we gotta kinda he is the bad guy here. Um but yeah, it's uh one of my favorite franchises um i don't like i mean it's it's popular to say i don't like the hillary swank movie but for what it is it's fucking fine i get it um but yeah man i have not finished all of cobra kai yet but i i love the trilogy of movies i love what i've seen of cobra kai um i think it's it's awesome that again because it's the cool thing to say they kind of in that first season of cobra kai they tell the story from johnny's perspective it's a Johnny story, basically. Yeah. It's and, not really a Daniel yeah. story. And again, I understand that it just sounds like I'm parroting everything that has been said lately or since that episode of How I Met Your Mother. I've been saying this even since I was a kid. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I remember. When, like, <laughs> uh, like, it first came up, too. When, uh, at least for us, when I knew you, mm -hmm. was when uh, Dan Trackerberg was talking about, like, like yeah. talking about it. And then I think Alex was the one that brought up that video, too. Um. Yep. And uh, I was like, I've been fucking saying this forever, man. Yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, yeah, I know, I knew it. Like, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> I see it. I can see it, but I dismiss it. <laughs> so, yeah, this movie was, um, again, growing up where I gr grew up, uh, used to go to golf and stuff all the time and recognize that place immediately because we would drive by it all the time just to go from where I was living to go to my aunt's house or, but in my grandparents' house, we'd pass by it all the time. So I think it's the familiarity is one of the things that kind of makes it feel grounded because it's something I know. Um, but yeah, made me want to learn martial arts. I thought the Cobra Kai guys looked so cool, even though they were assholes. I was like, oh, they look cool. Um, <clears throat> I thought Mr. Miyagi was awesome. Like the really bringing in like the eastern philosophy of karate and kind of explain to a new audience what the mission statement of karate is it's I, it's never to start a fight it's never to settle a fight it's to defend yourself like yeah it's like last kid last kid scenario yeah yeah uh yeah. de-escalate rather than escalate <clears throat> right and uh yeah and i like how they pay tribute to uh to him in the cobra kai mm-hmm Show really too. good stuff. Like they do some really good stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's not like forced either. No. Or done in like a bad way. Like right. it's done gracefully. And at least in my opinion. I yeah, for sure. Oh, totally, dude. Totally. Um, but yeah, man, that, that movie really kind of like hit home. And it's like, man, I don't want fucking Daniel's an asshole. But I don't want to be like the Cobra Kai guys either. Like that was a that was more about trying your to dilemma. <laughs> trying to find the middle ground of the those two personalities <clears throat> because they're not all bad neither one of them is all yeah. bad they all have their negative 
fucking qualities. And I think that's as I got older and watched it, I think that's something I really enjoy about the movie is seeing that seeing the dichotomy of the hero and the villain, but them we're not so different, you and I. Like essentially, mm-hmm. like that's kind of the story is like you guys really aren't that fucking different. Um but yeah, I just Karate Kid was another one of those movies that made me want to learn martial. Like it made me want to fucking learn something because of it. And that's kind of why it sticks with me. I get it. Yeah. Uh my number two. Yeah. Take a guess. Um We are going in order. Order. So we're in the nineties here. Uh a little bit for yeah, yeah. Man, I don't know. The only like, there's like a few movies I think of when I think of you, and can't hardly wait is one of them. And I'm wondering if that's on the list guess, somewhere. But it's not. No. Okay. What is it? Mallrats. Oh. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's All like right. I kind of had a feeling like maybe you might guess it. Yeah, Mallrats, man. I mean, I'm a comic book nerd. Everybody knows that. Like, I love Marvel, DC. Yeah. Um, whatever's left of Image of his missile around. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, yeah. And watching Mallrats. Um, even the shitty TV version uh, at the time. I would argue like, that it's the best version of that movie. <laughs> we talked about this right, also. Right, we did. Um, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was like, I saw me on that. You know? Yeah. Like, holy shit, this guy reads comics. He's talking all this crazy shit, you know? <laughs> but um, when push come to shove, he's like, he's yeah, like yeah, whatever, yeah, man. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, like, going to the mall. Like, that's what me and my friends did, too. You know, go to the mall and just, like, waste time there. Yeah. Instead of going home, we'll just take the bus that, you know, circles to the mall and hang out there. And, uh, yeah, but, yeah, I was the comic. Like, I was pretty much the Brody, in a sense, always reading comics. Mm. Like, that was my way of reading. Like, I never, like, in school, I didn't really like reading books. Yeah. I, I like, what interests me was, like, graphic graphics and bubbles i guess (laughs) um uh but yeah like everything the way he is like he's kind of an asshole but uh so i want to say i'm totally like him um but uh the comic aspect of it yeah you're kind of a mix of the two characters for sure yeah brody Brody and and ts yeah yeah. um but yeah i'm kind of like yeah like you said like a mixture but like that like to me, it was like, oh, this guy's pretty freaking cool. Like, I, I, I don't talk like this guy, but he's really, seems really cool as far as I me mean, being a teenager, of yeah, course. He's super abrasive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's one that, like, the soundtrack of it, I know we kind of talked oh, about that. That soundtrack. That man. soundtrack also opened my ears up to so much uh, yeah. awesome music, too, which is why I also, I mean, I guess I'm kind of sneaking that into the movie as well, too, shipping yeah. me. That but, um, that opening bass riff to social at the yeah. very beginning is mm, chef's kiss. My Love cousin it. was a weird guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, Mall Rats is definitely one. Yeah, I like that movie a lot too. Again, I saw that. That was the first, like, I think I talked about this in the other one. That was the first Kevin Smith movie I saw, but yeah. I, yeah. And I saw a VHS. And then later on, saw the TV cut. And we talk about this in the VSQ ranking episode we did. But that TV cut is something special, man. That TV cut is something that people who are fans of the movie and haven't necessarily seen that. We got to search that out. You got to try and find it online somewhere and find that cut. Because it is, it is something special. It's something special. 
Can I still own the rights of those? Maybe he can do a... Put it on a DVD on an anniversary, <laughs> on collection. anniversary collection. Well, on the 10th anniversary, didn't he did put the original cut He put the original on cut there? On, yeah. Yeah. With the fucking... The big the crane big. shot that he talks about costs him so much money. But he wanted to prove he was a real filmmaker. So he used this gigantic crane reveal shot. And then there's like in firearms and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It took like 20 minutes before they actually got to the mall. Yeah, dude, that opening is rough. It's yeah. not terrible because there's still a lot of the same charm in it, but it is yeah. rough. My number one, even new viewers, gee, I wonder what it is. Shouldn't should not be surprised, but it's uh, and I, I talk about why on this episode here. Haha, <laughs> now you have to do it. <laughs> uh, it's say anything, and. Yeah, that, um, just to kind of echo what I said when we did our episode about that movie is, um, yeah, like I wanted to be Lloyd Dobler and it was another one when I was younger, I was like, man, I want to find, I want to learn how to kickbox. Um, Ooh, the clash. Who's the clash mom? Do you have any clash albums? Anybody we know have any clash records? I need to hear this (laughs) band. Like, yeah, I just, I got really into a lot of things in that movie because of that movie. And yeah, like I talked about on the episode, like just wanting to be half as good of a human being as <laughs> Lloyd Dobler is in that movie, you know? Um, and yeah, that's kind of like, that was like the high bar. It's like, if I could, if I could remind anybody on this planet of, of Lloyd Dobler in any way, shape or form, then I fucking won. So there's a fine difference <clears throat> between being that nice person and doing the, uh, I'm not talking about Lloyd Dobler. Right, right. Being a, being a nice person and doing things and being considerate, uh, you know, to your fellow human. And then there's Lloyd Dobler. Yeah. It's well, you like, can see the genuine, yeah. uh, gen. What's the word? Genuine genuosity. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I don't know it. if that's a word. Yeah. But the genuosity of Lloyd. Yeah. You know, and how he uh. How his cadence and the, the way he talks and the way you hear him, like <clears throat> his words are 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 soft but heavy and and, and have meaning behind them. Yeah. Compared to uh, like someone who's just like, yeah, that that's you know totally awesome, blah blah blah. Like, sure, like they're probably being they're they're fine person, right? Sure, but they're not Lloyd Dobler. Yeah. They that even is not Lloyd they do, and they, you can they see basically that. say that in the movie too. Yeah, I know, I'm totally saying the same thing. I know I'm totally saying the same thing, but yeah. it's true. It, yeah. it is true. And this is me, I guess, blowing up your ego here. <laughs> um, uh, you, I, I, I totally saw that with Mike. Yeah, you know, it's my wife says too. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> that makes me happy. You know, like, like legitimately. And it's like, true. And it's true. You see that with <laughs> Mike. Like it's, it's genuine. You know. And and then you can see that with other people too. And yeah, they're, they're, I'm not saying that they're bad people because they're oh no, not too. at all. Yeah, but there's there's just a difference between when you're having a talk with with someone like Lloyd Dobler or has who has that Lloyd Dobler esque. Yeah, you know, because there are there are those Lloyd Dobler that are still out there. You know, compared to when you talk to you know a person, which yeah. is fun, completely fine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the one like uh, when I came up with the uh, so I looked at the date for this list when I made it. And apparently I made it like in 2019 because this topic oh, has yeah. been like floating around in my head that long to Damn. do, to do on the podcast. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, that, and, and then when I thought, when I messaged you about it, and I was like, yeah. And then I looked in my notes and realized I already had a list, <laughs> but I had started writing a list and the very first movie I put down is say anything like that's always going to be the first movie I write down when it comes to describe yourself with five movies or all-time uh, favorites, all-time favorites or describe uh, movies that shaped your personality, like things like that, like things that are very important to how I present myself. But that's say anything, whether it's the character of Lloyd Dobler, whether it's the music or the even like the fashion to a certain extent, like that's always going to be on the top of the, on top of any list that has to do with why are you the way you are, Mike? Say anything. That's number one. Always. And so there was no way I couldn't put that on this list. There's no way I couldn't put it on here. And I know we did an entire, like, almost two-hour-long episode about this movie. So It'll be linked. Yeah, it'll be linked. Go watch it. It's great. I love it. Um, but I'll keep it short and sweet. But that's... Although we're only, like, a few episodes in, so you can go back and find it. It's yeah. not that hard. Yeah. Um, that's it, man. Yeah, that's my list. All right. So I do have a movie. But it's, I find, like, television shows more have a hit for me. Okay. And this is still a movie, though. Um, but specifically, the writer of this... and No, he didn't direct it. That's right. Obviously, he didn't direct it. But the writer of this, you know, this movie. Um, but this kind of also opened my doors to things that I had shut for a long, long, long time because of my <laughs> Christian upbringing. <laughs> and that is Scream. Oh, okay. Scream. That's good. I remember I've talked about this already, you know, seeking to watch that movie mm -hmm. and just like blowing my mind. Kevin Williamson, um, yeah, creator writer. of uh, Dawson's Creek, which is I used to be shy about saying this. First, fuck it. First, I love Dawson's yeah, Creek. First two seasons of Dawson's Creek are they're great uh, off the charts, man, off the charts. Uh, but yeah, like Scream definitely opened the door to horror for me and made me feel more. It made me feel more Sounds odd to say comfortable with horror. Right, right, right. No, that um, makes sense, man. And uh, seeing it, uh, because I, probably because like, it's kind of the first of its kind being meta, you know, kind of yeah. throwing the meta word around, but, um, you know, poking fun of itself, you know, who like the rules, the, the go by, you know, who's going to die and, you know, how, you, how are you going to survive? You know, that just completely opened the door. I'm like, oh, there's a formula to this. You know, like there's kind of like little things here and there that like, you can catch. I'm like, all right, I kind of want to watch more horror movies and see if I see that. Um, and that's where the analytical side of me came out. Where I, right. I just wanted to know. But um, I did enjoy kind of like, I don't like to be scared, but at the same time, it's fun to be scared. Yeah. You know, Kev I feel like Kevin Williamson's way of writing did that for me with, uh, with Scream. Uh, and then obviously the phenomenal directing of Wes Craven mm -hmm. as well, too. Seen you know nods to Wes Craven's movies and uh, and other horror directors, you know George Mar uh, George Romero Romero <laughs> uh, in this movie and like all the other like horror movies that uh, had like little Easter eggs here. And, yeah, like I felt it was the uh, rejuvenation of of horror movies. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Scream rejuvenated that that genre. Yeah. In, in a big way but and, and not that it was ever dead or gone for a long time it but brought it, it, back to life. it put it back in the mainstream and i think it was because of the analytical way that kevin williamson attacked the writing of that movie yeah. and i think 
for people who may not have been fans of horror because they just whether it's like oh i don't like just gross out horror for the sake of it or horror movies are just gore and this and that blah 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 but when you literally had a character in the movie break down the formula of a horror movie it makes it more accessible yeah and it, and it kind of like, for me, someone who's scared, walks you through the process yeah. of what's going to happen. Wh- what is scaring what you and why happen. it's scaring yes. you. Yeah. 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 That just, that just boom, falls into my category. Yeah. I love that. Dissecting something. And just... After seeing that movie and, and hearing that formula, and not every horror movie works in that formula. Right, right. Of course. Um, but every horror movie does use some of that formula. And you can go all the way back to freaking Night of the Living Dead and some of that stuff. That they talk about in Scream as the quote formula for a horror movie goes all the way back to that. Dude. Like mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a really great movie, and I don't think it gets the credit for being as good of a piece of cinema as it is. People appreciate it as a horror movie. People appreciate it as a slasher. People appreciate it for making horror movies kind of mainstream again. But I don't think it gets enough credit for how actually good of a piece of cinema. It actually is. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, it also could be one of those things where it's just uh, ahead of its time. Yeah, yeah. Because as we go, like as you go on past that date, like you kind of start seeing that appreciation for it. Yeah, then you get. I know what you did last summer. Yeah, and you get all the copycat movies. Well, like, I know what you did last summer. I think it was also Kevin Williamson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, scream. Well, yeah. Similar, yeah. To like slash, we got a, we basically got a whole brand new slasher genre, yeah. Or not a new genre, but like a revitalization. Oh yeah, revitalization of the yeah. genre for sure. It's funny that you. I'm glad you brought this up because uh, there's a podcast I started listening to last summer called uh, The Offering with Jerry Horror, and mm-hmm. it's one man show where he and he talked about all the screen movies throughout the course and he does his shows in seasons he does like 12 episodes like 12 episodes and he talked about how this movie came about how kevin williamson wrote it why he wrote it and why it's as why it's as meta as it is it's audio so you're good you can check it out and yeah it's called the offering with jerry horror go check that out man it's and he and it's uh it's funny because like his tagline is um Mostly horror, but always genre. So it's always like a genre flick that oh, he covers. Okay. And it's it's an awesome podcast. And uh, yeah, the dude does awesome work. So go check it out. He talked about all the screen movies really in depth. I like that. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Kevin Williamson. Um, obviously because of Dawson's Creek. But uh, like he, like I said, I know what you did last summer. He wrote other stuff. Yeah, he wrote... He wrote all three of the first ones? Like, but I, I think he had probably, I'm sure he had like a hand in it because they were based on his characters. Yeah. But yeah, man, that, that screen movie definitely was another one. Like, I don't like, like, as far as like personality wise, of course, who doesn't love Stu? You know, Stu's the guy, you know, even though I have some kind of a little beef with Matthew Lillard, <laughs> which if we will get into it, maybe, but I don't know if I want to get into okay. it. But I do have some beef with Matthew Lillard. All right. I loved his character. Yeah. You know, just that charismatic friend. You know, this is before we, you know, him knowing who he is. Right. You know? um, but of course, Randy's my guy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. He's yeah. the one dissecting everything and think of, thinking of everything yeah. in pieces and everything. And and I recently rewatched all of them up to the new one that just came out. Um, uh, I think I don't know if I told you that. Yeah, yeah, you did. But 
like going through it after it being a long time since I've seen like especially two and three. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a long time. My opinions of it has changed in a good oh, way. Okay. A lot of people hate the third one. Yeah. A lot of people hate the third one. I didn't like the third one either <clears> at first. Like I like <throat> it's good, but it, it could have been better. Yeah. But going through it, the way know, they kind of shoehorn shit in there to yeah. make it all work is kind of yeah. Kind you know, of Mickey or not Mickey. Um, Roman was the only killer by who's alone, who's working alone in the third in the third movie. I think it was all Roman because he's the director. I think at that point they should have just if they were gonna do this, not necessarily passing of the torch thing that they're doing now, but almost like a, they could have made Scream an anthology with that third movie and just had it, if it had nothing to do with Sidney Prescott and just had. Well, they did come out with that show that is part of it, but has nothing to do with Sydney. Right. I, as far as I know, I, I didn't watch the show. I think, I think if, and again, people would have hated Scream 3 if Sydney wasn't in it. But I think if Sydney's not in Scream 3, I think people have a better appreciation for what that movie is. If it's somebody else. I could. Yeah. Be, but I mean, it was a nice, like, I mean, Brandy was still in the third one, you know, in the, on tape. That's saying, the like, fucking dumbest thing ever, man. You really like that? That's so fucking dumb. Oh my god, that's like one of my favorite parts. No, because again, again, in the first it makes movie, sense that he would do that. No, but in the first movie, when he's talking about the formula and stuff, and that uh, in the second movie, like it. But having him on a fucking, if you're watching this, I'm already dead. And like fuck off! That is the dumbest, like cheese ball, corn ball way of getting him into the third movie, getting that character into the third movie. I that is so strongly dumb. disagree. Oh, it's the worst. I wholeheartedly so disagree. I thought it was fucking awesome and amazing because it seems like a Randy thing to do. Yes, so. it would seem like something I would do. <laughs> I don't know, man. I thought that was. If you if were in anything, that, I would totally do that for If anything else. about Scream 3 that is where I like all oh, this is terrible, it's that. It's oh my god. Yeah. That's where we're gonna have to disagree. These are on the list, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. We're Scream gonna, movies? Yeah, we gotta do that. That means you're gonna have to watch the other ones too. I don't wanna watch the new ones. Oh. I don't wanna watch the new ones. The latest one. The opening. Yeah. Okay, okay, I'm not saying again. Have, know, you haven't seen it. I'm not know. saying that <laughs> fucking the last one and the five and six, whatever they are, are bad. I just, just fucking let things be dead, man. Just leave things alone. I totally get that too. I get that. I get that thing. Before. I thought four was a bit much. We reviewed four on our old podcast, and it's fine. I, I, I think I really liked it at the time, but as time has gone on, I'm like, hey. I could agree with you there. Yeah. I could probably agree with you. Yeah. Let's see. Again, we're getting way off topic right now, but that's why I like doing this. Like, we have a fucking time capsule where we can go back, can go back. and listen. <laughs> I will link that episode. We'll listen to how how much I'm pretty sure all three of us really liked think, Scream 4. I know we all liked it. But now I'm like, eh, it's all right. I used to. Taste change, man. Taste change Taste over change time. Over yeah. time, yeah. But yeah, oh man, I, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it because I can go. I can talk forever about screen. But that's gonna be one we have to tackle individually. We're not gonna be able to do like all no, of them in no, one episode. That's gonna be, yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, you got the three first three movies, then you got the standalone four, yeah. and then you got these new three. Mm-hmm. Well, they said they don't know yet if they're making another right. one, but they are. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, scream! It definitely. 
Yeah, you're you're it definitely makes sense, right? Randy. Yeah, yeah. You're Randy that wants to be Stu, <laughs> but you can't get out of your your own way to be Stu, so you're just Randy. I, I can't get my brain to shut the yeah. fuck up sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So those are our lists, man. Like, okay. Let's let's run them down real quick. I'll, I'll just, yeah, yeah. I'll, okay, here's the rundown. I'll go go over my five again. All right. It's um, say anything. The Karate Kid, Labyrinth, Back to the Future, and Sixteen Candles. Those are my five movies that if somebody said to me, "What are five movies that kind of shaped you as a human being?" Those are the five movies I would tell them. My five movies are Back to the Future, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, nineties. Star Wars, Mall Rats, uh, and like I said, Scream. Mm-hmm. I have an honorable mention. I don't know if you might. No, that's that. fine. Go for it. Okay. Um, this honorable mention because like I had it on here before. I'm like, oh, yeah. Scream. Like, how did I not think of Scream? Yeah. Um, and that is a little later, 2004. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Okay. Which, if you think about it, yes, it makes sense. Yeah. But at the same time, when I do think about it, I'm like. Old Rick, yes. Uh-huh. It's Old Rick. I think, um, so I have this movie. I was teetering with this movie, not putting it on the list. Because, again, at the, I, when this movie came out, I'm already an adult and really feel like I myself figured out. Um, but a movie that was I messed around with and it was in like the top, the top 10 or 15 movies I wrote down was Shaun of the Dead. Um, That's another good one, too. <clears throat> Not necessarily because I learned about myself by watching that movie, but what I learned from that movie kind of reinforced um, how I feel about my relationships with friends. Like uh, that. Okay. And again, it's it's something I already knew. Right. But seeing that movie like reinforced like, fuck, yeah, man. Like I would I would the people that I consider in my tight circle of friends, I'd fucking die for. Because they're more like family, like Vin Diesel says, family, family. in Fast and Furious. Like <laughs> the, those people that are in that tight knit group are more like family than friends. And I would, I would walk to the ends of Earth and do whatever I had to do or could do for them. And I think Shaun of the Dead and you know that trilogy, that trilogy of movies, really kind of uh, reinforced that. It's something I already knew, but yeah, that's uh, that's a movie that was. I toyed with putting on the list. Um, but yeah, I couldn't really think of anything. Um, I like, mean, the, the, I guess we're like the only other one, but like, I feel like I'm already too old for this. Um, was my all time favorite movie, which is Perks of Being a Wallflower. Mm-hmm. But I saw that so much later and much older. Yeah. Um, that more just gave me perspective. I don't think it really shaped my personality. It was right. just kind of cool to see something uh, that was in the time period that I sort of, you know, yeah. kind of grew up in. I'm glad, I'm glad you put Mall Rats on your list and I was able to talk about that a little bit with you because. I mean, we talked about it on our VSQ episode. Those, yeah, those, those movies are, are that very important to me as a teenager when I saw them. Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, like those three specifically. I actually put Mallrats <laughs> slash Clerks. <laughs> yeah, those three specifically really did kind of shape me a little bit. But I not like I don't know. I think after I started writing things down and I had my list and I was moving stuff around, I was like, oh, it would be so great to have nothing after the 80s on this list. Because <laughs> uh, it's And again, that's kind of my personality, though. So. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because like I was like, I kind of, that's why I put Slash Clerks, because like Clerks was the one that made me, that inspired me to like, hey, I want to, I can make movies. Yeah. I want to make movies. Yeah. 
Um, and because it seems pretty basic. Like we were talking about production value in that last episode. Yeah. But uh, now you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing that from Kevin Smith inspired me. Looks like he watched Slackers. Yeah. And then the reason, oh, and another reason I put uh, Eternal Sunshine on my list as my honorable mention to was because of the director. Uh, fuck, I'm forgetting his name. Gordon? I Gordy? have no idea. Fuck. Um, but like this, like, have you seen the movie? Nope. Oh, fuck. It's All right. Jim but it's very, Carrey, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet. Yeah, I haven't seen um, that. Uh, Charlie Kaufman. Oh, okay. And uh, the way the person directs it is just so like they're erasing the memory of Kate Winslet mm-hmm. in Jim Carrey's head, and like the way the app, like the sets just move around him. Like there's one shot in there that was a total one take, mm-hmm. and things just started moving around them. Oh, and, wow. like like, okay. like I knew, that. I, when I've I saw always that, been meaning to watch that movie. When I saw that, that inspired me more as a director. <clears throat> Like, ooh, I want to do cool shit like this. Yeah. You know? But there's, like, two sides of, like, why they inspired me. Uh, kind of shaped me as being a Hollywood person, mm-hmm. I guess. Or movie guy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that makes a lot of sense, man. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. That, I guess that's it. Tell us I yeah. guess, what your guys' five movies are, right? Yeah. Yeah. That I, like, that's one thing. Like, you can tell a lot from a person is when you know what their movies yeah. are. And it's it's not your favorite movies either. Like, no, that's, not your favorite. That's, that's totally different. Yeah. It's very important to make that distinction. And like I said, when I when Rick said he was having trouble with the fifth movie, and like he had kind of wanted to put a TV show, and I was like, put it, dude. That's fine. Put it. I mean, I put Buffy um, in there. <laughs> but what I told him was, I said, if, if you can't think of five movies that shaped your personality, the way to go about it, the way to kind of think outside the box is describe yourself with five movies and yeah. i think that's a little bit easier to grasp onto yeah that helped me a lot yeah. more so i think this episode is going to be describe yourself in five movies that's a good title yeah i like it because it's like <laughs> five movies that shaped your personality it's not as fun of a title i gotta remember that yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll see it when i'm at it yeah <laughs> but yeah there you have it guys right yeah that's it take us home all right um thank you for taking the time whether you watch us on youtube or listen to us in the podcast catcher of your choice we really appreciate it we love the comments on youtube we respond we love it we love the interaction so if you've got if you can describe yourself in five movies do it in the comments man because that'll be awesome to be able to interact with you guys um socials too yeah social media as well that all that'll be in the description below and as always we want to thank nigel bravo for this awesome music you're hearing right now at stoke crow comedy Crow with the K, comedy with the K on everything you can think of. Go check him out, man. He's a solid dude with awesome music. Thanks for watching, and we'll catch you next time.